Hello, this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry, and now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Denise Waterman, uh, welcome to Music Stories, and thank you for talking to me. You're in uh, Tight Fit, which is what you're uh, probably most famous for, although your career um, is uh, very comprehensive, shall we say. You're a model and uh, you're an actress and you've been in theatre, you've been in TV shows um, and all sorts. So I don't really know where to start. Um, Tight Fit have um, released a new uh, single uh, called Holding On To You and that's fantastic. I've had a listen to that. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to talk a bit about you personally from May um, to start with and how it all started for you, really, because you've had an amazing career. Um, how did you get involved with theatre and the music industry? Um, well, a, a quick uh, journey to that point is that my parents were professional singers, as were my brothers, and we all went to stage school at a young age. So we did commercials and films, etc. from growing up, probably from the age of seven onwards. And at 15, I went to the famous Italia Conti Stage School, along with my brothers. And I uh, went for an audition, and I ended up being a backing dancer for the Crankies, of all people. The Crankies. I was 15 years old, and I was in Jersey. Um, I took the job. I left the the, uh, um, stage school, decided I wanted to go and be a dancer. I never really wanted to be a dancer, by the way, but it was the easiest way to get the get your equity card so off I went to Jersey how my parents allowed me to do that I do not know I was there for four months and it was great fun and then they took me on as being the dancer in a cabaret act and then I went to live with them in Blackpool and in between all of that I ended up dancing in pantomime and I joined a a group called Body and Soul and we went all over the world and I became a singer in a dance group. Now about that time, um, an agent I was with was holding an audition for a record company and the record company were looking for two girls and a guy. So along I go and there was a full day of auditioning and you had to dance and sing and chat and they were trying to look for the right combination and I suspect they were trying to kind of get something in between Bucks Fizz and ABBA. Um, because the dark and the light hair, etc., etc. Anyway, by the end of the day, there were um, four girls left and two guys left, and then they decided on Julie, Steve, and myself. And uh, the other boy, had he got it, would have been my brother. But there would have been a slight problem because we both have got round faces, and I had dark hair at the time, and um, we looked like the Osmonds. So I looked like Don- <laughs> uh, Marie, and he looked like um, Donny. So it would have looked like Donny and Marie with an extra person on the side. Okay. Um, so the rest is history, really. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I've been very, very lucky. You know, take every day as it comes. I refuse to give up. So now at the grand old age of, dare I say it, 60, I am still doing um, a variety of things. I've got five husbands that I work with. Um, not real ones now. <laughs> I've just got pretend ones that I give back. Okay. And um, I go off and do various jobs just before lockdown. I ended up in the, in the Bahamas for two weeks with a pretend husband filming a shoot for the Royal Caribbean Cruise Liners. Oh, fantastic. So, um, you know, there are 
There's all worse jobs I could be doing. Oh, but sorry. I work as a voiceover and a live show presenter and a, a television presenter as well. So really, anything that comes my way, if I can blag it, I'll do it. <laughs> you're incredibly busy and it sounds like you always have been. Uh, your real husband for a while was uh, Pete Waterman, of course. It was. He's the father of, well, we are the parents of our children, yeah. one of whom is getting married this year. Oh, wow. Congratulations. How wonderful. And um, luckily for her, because of her father as a connection, um, she's getting married at St Paul's Cathedral, of oh, all places. Wow. Wowee. Yeah. That'll yeah. Really so. cool. Excellent stuff. Okay. Um, uh, a few other things that I know about you that you may or may not want me to bring up. Um, how about... Oh, anything is fine. <laughs> how about Benny Hill? Oh, yes. Oh, that was it. That was around the time that I joined um, Type Fit. So I'd been with this dance group all over the world that I became the singer in the group for. And then um, I, I did a stint on the Benny Hill show. And it was while I was on the Benny Hill show that I actually got the Type Fit gig. And I had to ask Benny if it was okay if I left because I wanted to go and join this pop group. And I honestly didn't didn't know what he was going to say because he's got a bit of a, uh, like two of everybody that he uses on his shows. So he's got two bucks and, bucks and blondes and two small brunettes and then, you know, two of this and two of that. And he only uses one of each girl on each show. Okay. And... Um, Anyway, luckily for me, he said, yep, off you go. And I thought, he, he never asked me back. And when Tight Fit broke up, um, believe it or not, I ended up, I was, my parents had a pub at the time, and uh, there was a phone call. My mum shouted up the stairs saying, Ma, uh, Tony, oh, Tony, sorry, getting confused, the age. Um, Denise, Benny's on the phone. And I was like, sorry, Benny who? Benny Hill. <laughs> so I came downstairs and he was inviting me to lunch to talk about coming back onto the show. So, um, awesome. yeah. And I've also been a Kenny Everett bit of stuff. Yeah. What was it like working with him? Because he's one of the inspirations that got me into radio presenting. Uh, he's amazing. He was so, so clever. I, I suspect he was very severely on the spectrum looking back. Mm. Um, you know, way too talented before his time. You know, very forward thinking. Um, you know, if people, you know, if he was alive now, I, I would have presumed that his humour would, people would have thought it, it's now humour because it was, you know, way before anyone else was doing the kind of things that he was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was all quite staid and, you know, yeah. sensible prior to him coming along and then, you know, all hell broke loose. Yeah, in fact, right. the first show I ever did with him, I was with Cleo Rocco's, it was her first show, and um, there was a very obvious scenario that she was going to go somewhere within the um, Kenny Everett show because as there were four of us all together, three of us were hovering behind a camera trying to wait for, to be called onto set, not wearing much, as you can imagine. Yeah. And one of us was standing in the middle of the studio waiting to be told when she starts. And, and it's fair to say that was clear. <laughs> <laughs> and she got the job. Well, we all got the job, but she just stayed longer than the rest of us. <laughs> Fantastic. And you work with Morgan and Wise. Tell me about them. Oh, gosh. When I was at the Italia Conti Stage School, someone else was supposed to do it, but she didn't, I don't know, something went wrong. Um, I can't remember quite what it was. And I ended up stepping into her shoes, and I didn't realise at the time what a, an amazing opportunity it was. So it's 
the age of 15, I was rehearsing with Morecambe and Wise on their Christmas show. And the year before, they had Angela Rippon dancing with Morecambe and Wise, and yeah. she showed her legs. Yeah. And everyone was so taken aback that this newsreader had actually revealed, you know, legs. And, you know, she didn't just sit behind a desk. She actually had a great pair of pins. <laughs> but the year after, they wanted Anna Ford to do it, and Anna Ford wouldn't do it. Um, hence, uh, I stepped into her shoes, um, but every time the camera came near me, they'd made me up to look like Anna Ford wearing a wig and whatever. I had to turn my head very quickly so that um, people didn't realise. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Eric Morecambe, what a charming man. Um, Ernie, slightly, you know, uh, Eric could just look at you and touch his glasses and you'd smile or laugh, yeah. but Ernie was very kind of desperately trying to be funny all the time. Right. Um, but Eric just had it, whatever the X factor <laughs> is, he had it, that's for sure. Fascinating. And uh, tell me about the lovely uh, Ronnie Corbett, because you appeared in Sorry, didn't you? Yes, well, I actually auditioned to be, believe it or not, I thought I was auditioning to be a librarian. Um, <laughs> when I went to the audition, obviously my agent had got something mixed up. I even my 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 knock. Um, oh no, sorry, I got it around the wrong way. I thought I was auditioning to be a barmaid because my parents had a pub, and I thought, well, I've got this one. You know, mm. no doubt I'll get this job. Absolutely, I've worked behind the bar for years. Yeah. So I even my knock was. You know, very confident <laughs> knock. I walk in, the director looks at me and, and must have been thinking, what the hell is this woman or girl turned up for? And um, it was to, to read for the part of a librarian. So I didn't get that part, but I was brought back in just a few weeks later, um, as was obviously my style in those days, to be Scylla, the mud wrestler. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to mud wrestle, but I did have to get covered in mud and look like I'd just mud wrestled and then have it all washed off with a with a hose. And yeah. No, he was, he again, what a professional man. To be honest, most of the people I've worked with, um, I don't want to worry anybody, but so many of the big greats that I've had the opportunity to spend time with um, have passed away, unfortunately. Mm. I did pantomime with Les Dawson. Um I'm just trying to think who else. Uh, Little and large. I mean, all the old greats. Um, you know, working with the Crankies meant that we were on the bill with a lot of the old, you know, showbiz circuit kind yeah. of people. Yeah. And um, sadly, they're no longer here. Yeah, and, that's right. uh, yeah. uh, back to uh, Tight Fit and the, and the songs. And of course, um, the, the biggest hit you had was The Lion Sleeps Tonight, your version of that in 1982, I think it was. Yeah. And then um, Fantasy Island, which I actually I prefer Fantasy Island. Uh, and that's very ABBA-esque, isn't it? It is. And um, the record company were taking quite a risk putting that one out after The Lion because it was so very different. Mm. But as I said, you know, in the original audition, I did get the feeling that they were trying to be a little bit more ABBA-esque with their casting of, of a blonde and a dark-haired girl. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Fancy Island, great fun. We went to France, actually, where you are, to rec south of France, to record the video. Yes, I was going to ask you about the video. <laughs> um, I came across it today um, and I had a little chuckle. It, <laughs> um, those, those silver dresses are awesome, what there was of them. <laughs> yes, um, well, 
they hadn't even been sewn together. That's how last minute <laughs> things were. They were literally just tucked in. But we were on Didio Peroni's speedboat in that oh, video. I know. That was going very fast. That was, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, all of it, I look back and, you know, what an opportunity to be on top of the pot, yeah. do signings at, at BBC, at Topshop in London. You know, people are actually queuing around the corner to get an autograph from us. We were in shock. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all very fast. It, you know, it, it went as soon as it came. But, you know, I wouldn't change a thing. It was great fun. A lot of people wouldn't have survived all that media attention, you know, because suddenly find themselves in the limelight and they can't cope. Well, to be honest, in those days, you were very much a puppet with the record company, so you just did as you were told. So we were taken everywhere and just planted in front of whatever we had to do at the time. You know, Mm. Germany, Holland, Belgium, we just got sent over and we'd do a show and then we'd get brought back. Um, It was very controlling in those days, Mm. very different to what we're doing now. Um, We got back together about uh, 11 years ago, and Julie had been singing live with the band for a long time, and one of the girls in her group um, left, and I suddenly got this phone call from Julie saying, look, I don't suppose you'd like to join this live band, which I laughed at, having done so many other things since then. I mean, mm. I've become a presenter and an actress and God knows what else. I'd forgotten about singing. And um, I was like, well, really? <laughs> and she went, yeah, why don't you come and try it? So I went along and tried it, and uh, it was fun. And we were mostly doing 70s and 80s songs. And then the 80s got really, really, like, popular. And everyone was coming out of the woodwork. So we then said, well, why don't we ask Steve if he wants to do something? Hence, we got back together. And one of our first gigs was in London, having come back after 30-odd years, um, which was, again, very, very surreal. We were standing backstage in Trafalgar Square. There were 15,000 people, Pride Day, sitting in Trafalgar Square or dancing or standing. And we were about to go on stage, having not performed together for 30 years. And we walked on stage thinking, oh, my God, no one's going to even look up at us, let alone clap. (laughs) And they put the lion on and the whole place went mad. Everyone was singing. Fantastic. And again, with Fantasy Island, um, we by then there was a remix of it to bring it up to be a little bit more current. Mm. And um, so that started us on the 80s weekenders at Butlins and Pontins, 80s weekends and um, festivals and gay prides and you name it. If someone opens a fridge door and they <laughs> ask us to go along, then we'll probably be there. Excellent. Tell me about Steve. Steve's um, looking like, um, I don't know what he's looking, a little bit like an Arnie Schwarzenegger. He's really uh, got muscly, hasn't he, Steve Grant? Well, he's never left the gym from the day we um, (laughs) broke up. Um, That is his favourite hobby. So if ever you can't find Steve, you'll know you'll find him in the gym. There's a great picture of uh, the three of you together. And, and Steve's obviously in the middle, and you're you're hanging on to his biceps, basically. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well, yeah, he's he's definitely got um, a body that most forty-year-olds would be envious of. Let's <laughs> just say that. Well, I am, and I'm a lot older than that. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, tell me about your modelling because um, that's taken you all over the place as well, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean. 
I'm not really a model. I'm what's called a lifestyle model, which means I'm a real person that gets put into situations. Having said that, last year I did go up to Scotland to model um, Mother of the Bride dresses, which was great fun because that was really putting me out of my comfort zone because Mm. I know I'm not really a model. So that was one of my blagging days. Um, but I pretended I was. So by all accounts, I, you know, I think I got away with it. Um, so that t- the lifestyle modelling really does um, mean that every day is variety. So next week I've got two shoots, one with a husband, one without. Um, I did a shoot last week with a husband for um, Guy Ritchie. He's got a new barbecue coming out, which is mega expensive. And my pretend husband and I were modelling how lovely the barbecue is. <laughs> but it really does change. We, we recently um, went off to Amsterdam on a cruise for Saga. And um, we were pretend guests enjoying going down uh, the river to Amsterdam, which was beautiful. Awesome. Um, so every week is different. And the good thing about being a lifestyle model is there is no age limit. Yeah. Because I can be a lifestyle model until I can't walk anymore. Yeah. And I'm going to. <laughs> That's brilliant. Now, I asked this question to uh, all my interviewees, and I need you to answer it um, straight and honestly, as I know you will. Okay. Uh, uh, um, wh- when you rehearse privately singing, do you use a hairbrush in the mirror in the bathroom? I don't. Um <laughs> And nor do the three of us when we're rehearsing together. But what we do now is we actually do video on a computer, our rehearsals, so that we can then critique each other if anyone's going wrong. Because believe it or not, even at our grand old age, we're not quite using Zimmer frames yet. So we still do move around in um, unison. So we need to make sure that what we're doing, we we really are doing. We're not, you know, we haven't got, we normally rehearse in somebody each one of our houses and we haven't got big enough mirrors for us all to fit in front of. (laughs) So when we put the computer up, we can then sit back afterwards and and laugh at how ridiculous we look, Um, but at least see whether or not we're all together. But I've got a little bit of news about the new song. Um, Steve has just put up on Facebook that apparently it is number 15 in the top new releases on Amazon. That's amazing. Fantastic. Congratulations. And there's there's different versions of it, aren't there? There's two versions that I know about. Um, there are, there are four Heaven. versions, actually. And, okay. and I, I've recently completed the Couch to 5K, so I never used to be able to even run for a bus, let alone anything else. But now, when I go running, I listen to music, and I've been listening to our four versions on loop. Fantastic. And um, it's great for running. So if there's anyone out there that wants to go running, put the four <laughs> versions on. It'll yeah. keep you moving. It is. It's very up-tempo. You can dance to it. You can run to it. As I say, it's ideal. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and you, you do know that we had a record out in November that went into the Heritage Chart, which is a chart for heritage artists that Mike Reed, the old DJ, has put together. <laughs> and um, we went in at 32 with a song called Fallout. Yeah. And within six weeks, we got to number one with yeah. that song um, just just for Christmas. So we found out this week, we released this song on Monday, and we've gone in again at 32. That's awesome. So fingers crossed 
that uh, people will like this one. I don't know whether you've listened to the words of this song, but if there's anybody out there that's ever had their heart broken, we've decided that we didn't write this song, um, but David Bug did, and we've never asked him what the real um, story is behind it, but we've decided the story, well, Julie and I have decided, it's about someone who's broken up with somebody who's really, really hurt them, and she's turned around to them because we are women of the 21st century now, mm. and we've gone, do you know what? We can live without you. We're not going to be holding on to you anymore. If you could see me now, you'd know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds all fair enough to me. Absolutely. I'm all for, all for a bit of women power. Absolutely. How about um, more touring? Presumably you'll be um, touring, promoting the this new single and others. Yeah, I mean, at, at the moment, we're, we've got, um, we're doing a big charity gig this weekend. Not this, what day is it this weekend? No, next weekend in Chelmsford. And um, that's to raise money for a local hospital, which... Um, you know, we do like to do good as well, give back, having been in such a great place for such a long time. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the diary is filling up. We do a lot of private events, corporate events. Yeah. You know, if people want to have an 80s dress-up night, then we are the perfect group to bring along because we only do 70s and 80s songs. And every song that we do in our set is a floor filler. And, you know, people are on the dance floor the minute... Uh, the entry to the music starts because it's the great songs like um, oh, I'm just trying to think now. Never gonna give oh my I'm giving Pete some money even from even now. <laughs> Never gonna give you up. Um, yeah. We don't we don't do I should be so lucky. Um, we do love train. We do um, moving on up. Um, we do our songs obviously. Um, what's the Lulu one? We're going to be strong enough to walk all through the night. I don't do that bit. Julie does it. She's the rocker. Um, uh, awesome. Uh, I can't remember the song. Okay, anyway, you shouldn't, you shouldn't corner me, you know. It's, it's <laughs> too, right. too late in the day for me to have a brain as well. <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, I, I, I really don't know how you do it. I've um, interviewed thousands of people and... Um, you certainly are what the, probably the busiest person I've ever interviewed in your career. It's incredible. Well, as, long, as well as that, I've decided that I'm definitely going to heaven if there is one. Mm. I've been looking after my 86-year-old mother at my house since the beginning of lockdown. Sadly, my father passed away and they'd been married 62 years. So I brought her to my house because she was obviously going downhill after all that time. Mm. And... Um, I've decided it's not without its pressures, and if I don't go to heaven and have God waiting for me with a brass band and a red carpet <laughs> and all singing, all dancing, then there isn't a God. Well, that's the way to look at it, definitely. Uh, <laughs> superb. Uh, have you thought about writing a book because you've got so many stories? Uh, I haven't, actually, but um, maybe I should think about that. Mm, I um, think so. Yeah. Diary of a, a wannabe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll think about that. You know, the thing is, you know, in some of the radio interviews I've done, people say to me, you know, what would your advice be to somebody coming into this business? Mm. I, my advice totally would be don't have a definite goal. Um, 
that you only want to go to in that direction because you might miss out on so many opportunities by being so um, determined to just reach one place. Yes. That can be your end goal. But if a door opens along the way, then don't not go through it. At least try it and then decide you don't like it. Yeah. Um, you know, because for me, I only ever, ever wanted to be a television presenter. And I never wanted to do anything else. But what did I end up doing? Dancer, <laughs> singer, actress, presenter, voiceover, lifestyle model. You know, there is no end to my non-talent. Well, <laughs> well, variety is very important and it's important to be flexible, as you say. Yeah. And also, believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, why the hell should anyone else? Yeah. Um, you know, it's all very well wanting other people to support you, but you've got... And that doesn't mean you can be, you've got to be bullshit about it, mm. but, you know, have faith in your convictions. And if all else fails, pretend you can do it. I've done it for years. <laughs> i tell you what, I'll tell you a secret. I've got away with being a radio presenter for a long time too. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing I haven't done yet. And I, I do that. Do think about that because the older I get, the better I look on the radio. <laughs> so um, maybe that's my next move. Now all the big stations have um, cameras in the studios, so it's on television as well now, virtually on uh, on social media. So that's no good. I know, but at, but at least you've got headphones and you don't have yeah. to. You're not directly facing the camera, so right. you can be a little bit more, yeah. you know. Careful with what you look like. <laughs> well, if you need any advice on that, then I can help you. <laughs> All right. Denise, thank you so much for talking to me on Music Stories. You've been wonderful. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. And good luck with the single, Tight Fit, Holding On To You, which is out and available now everywhere. And uh, I'm sure it will reach that number one spot. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Thank okay. you. Lovely to talk to you. Take care. And you. Music Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that it'll help and inspire others in the music industry. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you would like a professional podcast made or would like training so you can do it yourself, I can help. Go to TonyLloydRadio.com Music Stories with Tony Lloyd